It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. You are listening to the Load Management Podcast. Why, I don't know. What's going on, everybody? Brand new episode of Load Management Podcast. This is your man, Chops. We're back for another week, another loaded Loaded, loaded episode of the podcast. Uh, before we get into our two special guests on today's episode, let me welcome in my co-host, Adam Caparell, uh, counting down his days in Los Angeles uh, as a Los Angeles resident before he comes to New York City. And then we also have Zion, uh, who is in parts unknown of New York. Uh, we never really truly know where Zion is. I can't What's going on, fellas? In case he likes to stay hidden for some reason. Yeah, we have, we never know. It's like uh, where real, the world real is carbon San Diego. Silence, man. When's the last time you actually experienced sunshine? Who me? Yeah, I got a backyard, bro. Oh, look at you! Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, okay. excuse me. <laughs> Zion's enjoying the sun, unlike us. Uh, what's going on, fellas? We have a very big show today for the still new and noteworthy podcast on Apple Podcast. Shout out to Apple Podcast for that. Uh, showing the love, we appreciate you guys for listening every week. We have a big show today, guys. Yeah, we have heavy hitters as usual. Kenny the Jet Smith coming through to. Uh, Ooh, Kenny's gonna make Kenny, y'all mad. Yeah, so when you guys Ken- listen to Kenny, <laughs> when you guys listen to Kenny, um, check his mentions after after you listen to the podcast. Check the mentions listen, on Twitter. And, because- and just for context, we gotta add that our top thirty NBA players of all time. Well, I was about to today. get to that, pal. You're blowing well, up my spot here. Well, uh, oh, sorry. I'll let yes, you let me let me finish here. So yes, Kenny. So we brought up. We just published. If you guys haven't been paying attention, Complex Sports published our. Top 30 rankings of all-time NBA players. And I think for the most part, we did a damn good job with it. But Kenny, who obviously skews a little bit older, had some major beefs with our top 10 and maybe suggested some egregious additions or subtractions. So, yeah, when Kenny chimes in about our rankings, um, he's probably going to be talking mad wild. And we called him out for it. And he probably will get roasted a little bit on social media. But Kenny stuck to his guns. And we love him. We appreciate him coming through. I fuck with Kenny Smith. Always. It's, He's been a friend of Complex such, Sports for years. He's great. It's such a fun conversation. We talked about inside the NBA, TNT stuff. Uh, he asked, we did one got to go with him. He asked us a one got to go. Yes, Listen, load management we, podcast first. We got to ask we, one got to yeah. go. We, we love you, Kenny, but you said some wild stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. You, you were wilding stuff. out on the podcast with us, Kenny. <laughs> people, people are going to freak out after that. Uh, after the Kenny interview, we have Chris Haynes, NBA insider from Yahoo Sports, TNT sideline reporter, who talked to us live from the NBA bubble in Orlando and gave us some good insight on what is going to happen once guys get to the bubble and what it's like being there. So just heavy hitters, like we said. Uh, we're bringing the heat. We're bringing the heat every single week. Uh not much in sports happened in the last week, so I think we should just get to the interview, guys, right? Nothing. Well, else I mean, the only thing that's happened in sports has been the awfulness of the goddamn coronavirus. People testing positive left and right. So, yeah, let's yeah. Uh, we'll try well, to keep fuck, it positive. Fuck the coronavirus. That's my official stance on the coronavirus. There you go. Yeah, so 
So get out of here. Unfortunately, it's not a universal stance in this goddamn country, but moving on. Well, yeah. Everybody please wear a mask. That's the official load management statement. We concur with that, yes. Load management masks coming soon. Yeah. Let's drop some load management mask merch. We should make some masks. Make some money. We got budget for that, right, guys? Right. If we can get a goddamn mug, we can get a fucking mask. How about that? There we go. Without further ado, let's get to our Kenny Smith interview. Talking a whole bunch of shit. You guys are going to love it. Joining us today on the new episode of the Load Management Podcast, we have two-time NBA champion, two-time Emmy Award winner, Kenny Smith. Kenny, you uh, got the Emmy. It's multiple. Got- no, those aren't Emmys. These are um Are those I, not Emmys? Like when I got something in my tooth. <laughs> <laughs> so for yeah, so for the listeners on the pod here, Kenny has the beautiful setup with the piano, the big baby grand piano with the two beautiful Emmys on it, and uh stunting and flexing as he should for winning those awards. Hey, if I moved over here, you might see the NBA championship trophy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen. If I had trophies like that, I'd put them on display for everyone to see too. So I mean, do it up. Yes. Right. Display <laughs> display every trophy you want, and we will talk about them. Kenny, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, man. This is a crazy time, but um, you know, unique things are going. This 2020 has been the most interesting year I think in anyone's life. <laughs> That's that's certainly an understatement of the century right there. Yeah. That's certainly a fact. So before we get into too much, let's talk about your Jet Academy because it's a very cool program that you're putting together. So where, what was like the genesis of this and kind of what you want to do with it in this kind of virtual world? Well, you know, obviously the pandemic and social distancing, you know, and I just thought, why should that stop you from being a good basketball player? Right. And so I just created the first virtual basketball camp live you know um you know our kids consume information live they don't it's not when i was growing up you put in a tape of billy blanks and do the workout <laughs> like no no they, they don't consume information like that so i created a live site with the top WNBA and nba players i got trey young victor oladipo kimball walker brianna stewart league mvp sue bird Brittany griner and we're basically, and I'm hosting it, and we're your personal trainers for two hours when you're in their camp. And it was funny because I talked, I see the Yukon, I'm Yukon heavy, obviously, in the, my first initial run. And I, I was talking to Kimba, and I said, Kimba, so when we do this, you know, we're going to do this. He's like, what drills do you want to do? I was like, no, I want to do all the drills you do. And then the kids can do them side by side on anywhere, any device, anywhere. And he, I said, what you got to do to step back, pull back. Move. That's. He's like, oh, no problem. I said, no, but you got to tell everybody when and why you use it. He's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I got to keep all my secrets. I was like, the yeah. secrets. He said, he said, if Patrick Beverly logs on, no, then I'm turning off the stop. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, but yeah, I just thought it was needed. My kids are sitting at home. Uh, so I just created jetacademycamp.com. You sign up. You can work it on if you got a cell service or Wi-Fi. You just plug it in, put a put your phone on a pole on a basket, or outside a park in your home, and you just go and you're side by side with your favorite players, and you can answer questions like this. You can type them in, and we answer them live. That's literally maybe one of the best ideas I've ever heard in the basketball type world with what's going on. That is pretty damn incredible, Kenny. Well, I'm excited about it. You know, great partners. You know, Shaq, Shaq calls me at like one o'clock in the morning the other night. He goes, 
hey, what's up? I'm like, yo, why are you FaceTiming me? You know I'm in the bed. <laughs> he's like, so he, he, never, he never calls. He always FaceTimes. So he's like, I love that uh, Jet Academy. I'm like, all right, thanks, appreciate it. He's like, I got to be involved. I'm like, you want to camp? We want to do a week? He's like, no, no, no. Every kid there, the first 10,000, you should give, give them the, uh, $35 off courtesy of me. I'm like, mm-hmm. how do you do this, Shaq? He's like, I do this all the time. Let me be your marketing guy. He goes, you create the big Shaq code. You put it in and they get $35. All right, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And he hangs up. So I text him. I'm like, you serious? He's like, yeah, big Shaq, discount code by tomorrow. And I was like, all right, so that's what we have. So if you registered, you put big Shaq in, you get $35 off courtesy of the big fella. Shaq has to be the best marketing in the world of all time. It's it's like Shaq and Vince McMahon. They are they are nose and nose. I was like, how did you even like one o'clock? That came in your mind to call me, and he told me how to do it. He's like, no, then you could create a discount code and put Big Shaq in, and you could do. I was like, all right, cool. So the only the only the only marketing pitchman in Shaq's neighborhood was the late Billy Mays. Other than that, Shaq is like bar none. Uh, you know the 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 top notch Mount Everest of your TV pitchman because he is on every other commercial and God bless because he he's doing very well for himself with all these pitches. Exactly, exactly. Is Chuck a FaceTimer? You said Shaq only FaceTimes. Is Chuck a FaceTimer? <laughs> it's funny because we we have the three versions of the with him, Ernie, and Charles. Diff, so Shaq, Ernie, and Charles are so different. Shaq is only FaceTime. He's on a FaceTime every single time, no matter where he is. He's don't matter. Listen to what I'm saying. Where he is. So he's a public <laughs> FaceTimer. He's going to FaceTime you no matter where he is. I think we're picking up on what you're saying. <laughs> okay. So I've seen some things. That's all. <laughs> so then Chuck is a call person. He's just calling. He's like, he's going to ring your phone. He's going to call you. He's very old school and that and Ernie's a texter that's it they they all do different things they all work communicate differently I kind of do all three but they only do those like you're never gonna get a FaceTime from her so is there an inside the NBA group chat because if they're all if you guys are all do different stuff and how crazy is that group chat all right (laughs) see you going you're going there (laughs) How, we, wait, how did we, you know first of all to go there, man? Hey, everybody has we ask the hard hitting questions here on load management, yeah. Kenny. Hey, the group chat is so hilarious because if Shaq sends something in the group chat, everyone's scared to it's like you take your phone and you're like, who's around? Can I open this right now? Because <laughs> you never know. This he just has the weirdest sense of humor. He likes to. He's a shock person, shock body. So anything yeah. that's shocking, anything that's he's gonna send. It. And so I don't open his. I never open his pictures or, or videos. <laughs> so what is the percentage of not safe for work things that Shaq sends in the group text? Yeah, right. Nine out of ten. Ninety <laughs> percent. So, so Shaq is a walking HR problem. Is what you're saying? Yeah, you all, well, he knows it's us. So he's like, <laughs> yeah, this is personal. Email. He's not sending it on the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, he's like, this, you guys text me. You're like, okay, so here you go. <laughs> but yeah, nine out of 10. I, 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 I made the mistake when he first got there. I opened it on a plane. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Everybody looking at you? <laughs> like, what are you doing? I, just, I was like, oh my God. I was like, <laughs> I, 
How have you guys managed? Obviously, you guys added Shaq a little later, but how have you guys managed to keep everything so fresh with your relationship on that show? Because it's, it's authentic, man. Like there is no producer that produces us. He he lets us. Kim Kylie, the greatest producer in the world, because he says, "I'm not producing. I'm going to put cameras in the right places. I'm going to create the, the correct content to talk about, and that's it." I've been there 22 years now. I've been to one production meeting. One. How crazy is that? Like one in 22 years. He asked me when I first went, I'm sitting in there and he's like, Kenny, you're not even paying attention in this meeting. This is before Shaq and before Charles. I go, well, what's going to happen in a basketball game I haven't seen, heard, or done, or been part of? Like, what am I here for? And he goes, that makes a lot of sense. Kenny, get out of here. You don't have to come. Ernie, you just got to stay because you just got to know when the commercials are coming. And you know the content. So Ernie goes to every production meeting. Charles, myself, and Shaq. Shaq has never been the one, ever. Charles has never been the one. And I've only been the one, 20 years. And we have Emmys. <laughs> like, and like, you guys, yeah, right? And, and you guys are getting, on TV. you know, would have been, yeah, you would have been shrine of the Hall of Fame this year if you guys were having a proper Hall of Fame induction ceremony. So, I mean, whatever, whatever formula you guys stumbled upon, it's worked beyond anyone's wildest imagination. And the show you guys do is like Zion just said, it's by far and away the best studio show in sports and probably sports history. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, Tim Kiley, Steve Fiorello, you know, all all our camera people from Ant to, you know, our stage manager, Mickey, like they have to work because they don't know what we're going to say. <laughs> you know, you know, we have Alex, our graphics guys, and he, you, know, you see all the memes and stuff. Like he's on, he's like this at the computer and he's doing that instantly because we haven't told him like hey you know put me in a yukon hat right now and it, the two <laughs> seconds later yukon hat pops up so they work much harder than they probably do on other shows if they did but that think that's what makes it great because everyone is on their toes now all the time you cannot sleep on our show at all i don't care what position you're in from a, the guy who puts the mics on to you know phil to all the mic and all those guys no one could sleep. They all are at the computer and they're focused in on our show. What What's something that nobody knows about, or the general public doesn't know about Chuck that you guys know, like that oh. uh, that we can't tell? Oh, you have a, my favorite show of all time. I've been binge watching it now on Hulu. Shout out to them and shout out to Netflix too, because you guys and shout out to Complex. <laughs> I'm on. My, <laughs> you know, it's the Odd Couple. One okay. of my favorite. Charles is Felix Unger. No one you would gotta, think that. You got to explain the reference. Uh, yeah, let, let our younger audience yeah, know exactly what you're talking our, about. Our, 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 young our, Zion down here has no idea what yeah, the hell you're yeah. talking about. Our no man Zion here is like, what is going on? <laughs> of course, so, you don't know what that is. Charles is, is, is OCD in terms of neatness. He really, like, unbelievable. Like, everything he, he before this is before Corona, he used to carry Lysol wipes. Wow. And he wipes down the area where you are, where he is. He does it subconsciously. He's so like, Charles is basically Naomi Campbell with his wipes. Oh, my gosh. He takes, if you have coasters, he puts the drinks on coasters. If they're like, if things are on the floor as he's walking, he just picks them up and he's talking to you. This is the most craziest thing ever. He leaves his wallet out one day. And so I guess he must have just got back from Vegas because it's loaded. Right? <laughs> so, I'm like, so I'm looking at all his cash and I'm like, 
So I, 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 I grabbed like a half of the stack. And I said, like, you know what? No, I'm going to put it back. So I put it, I put it back in because he was walking in. I was like, he's going to see me. Put it back in. He sits down and he's like, he's like, who touched my wallet? I'm like, what do you mean? Who touched your wallet? He's like, he's laughing. But I'm like, who touched the wallet? He's like, how do you, how do you know? He's like, well, I always keep my wallet, listen, in the right-hand corner of the desk. It's not there. I said, oh, so you just do that for stealing? He said, no, but what I really noticed is I keep my bills face this way, and now they're turned that way. Do you wow. know where your bills are faced in your wallet? What direction? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. That is Charles Barkley. You would never think that he is the his locker looks like, oh my God, it looks like a, a store. Like uh, like Neiman Marcus, someone came in, put every color is right, the shoes are in order, the drinks are, my locker's like, oh man, you, you, I'm, I'm Felix Unger, he's Felix Unger, I'm Oscar Matt, I'm messy. Yeah. So we, and we sit next to each other and we drive each other crazy. But it works beautifully. That's legit insane. I, I don't think anybody would, would kind of pick that out just knowing Chuck. What what is Chuck? So he, I, we all know that Chuck loves Vegas. A craps table is not the most organized, clean type situation. I wonder how he. Oh, has he's to do- because I think he. More, I I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think he plays more blackjack. Okay, but so if you, I've been to a table, and his stacks of chips are in the meat <laughs> area. He is like it, it's it's it's. He he said one time I think to one of my kids. How do you live with him? He's Kenny's an animal. I'm like, I'm not an animal. You're just crazy. Like no one is that clean. No one is. No one is wipe. No one was wiping down chairs before they got into him. Yeah. Corona, like years. Before. Yeah. He's the only one I was doing that stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, last that- story on on his cleanliness. Scott Brooks was his yep. was his roommate, coach. You know, coach of the Washington. Yeah. When he played with the Sixers. We're talking about, he said, I stayed with him for the first month because Charles said, don't buy a place because you might get cut. You could stay with me. Great mm-hmm. guy. That's how Charles is. Very nice. Every night he would just hear the vacuum, like at two in the morning. <laughs> so one morning he gets up, he's like, why are you vacuum at two in the morning? He says, I like to wake up and see the lines in the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is nuts. <laughs> what? Yo, come on. Hey, Adam. He, that is he, nuts. He wants to see the lines. That's certified the nuts right there. That's that's lunatic behavior right there. Thank you. That's, that's but he amazing. called me an animal. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to see lines in my car. I mean, hurt. it's one thing to be neat, but who who the hell vacuums every single night at 2 o'clock in the morning? So he can wake up and see lines in the car. That's incredible. Unreal. Kenny, let's talk. Obviously, the NBA is coming back. Um, the bubble and everything. I think very recently Austin Rivers and I think Giannis and I think Doc Rivers all said that this is going to be the hardest NBA championship ever won and no asterisks or anything. Where do you fall on that kind of uh, thinking? You know, I, there's never an asterisk. I mean, when you, when, if you are with the best 350 of anything and you're with them for a month and you have a competition and you win that competition, that's hard. <laughs> I don't care what competition it is. So to put everyone in a month and a half in this thing, because this is a new season. We can't really say that this is last season or the season that we're, it's not a continuation. When you're off for three and a half months, like as a basketball player, that's a whole summer for me. 
I, from my rookie year to my second year in the league, I made a tremendous jump based on what I, my, I worked on and knew the work to work on. So guys who are rookies kind of have a bigger advantage. They're going to be better players. They're going to change. It's going to be a whole different landscape. So I would agree there's no asterisk at all besides this NBA championship. I mean, we didn't put an asterisk on the strike sort and, you know, seasons with the Spurs, you know, and then 2011, like we don't, we don't look back and say that those teams that only had to play 50 regular season games or other cases deserve an asterisk. So I don't get why people want to put one on here when, like you just said, like the circumstances around winning a championship are going to be like 10 times harder than they normally would be. Like if anything, they should be given extra praise and extra adulation for winning a championship down in Orlando because of the amount of bullshit nonsense you have to deal with to win that title. Think about the anxiety, and and this is how yeah. this is the things that it was crazy because I was in a great deal of anxiety with the kids and don't touch this, don't do that, social distance. That's why I came up with JetAcademyCamp.com. Mm-hmm. I was like, how do I get them to camp? But NBA players were working out like this, virtually. Mm-hmm. They're training, yeah. but now after a game, you're like, oh, I can't speak to him, I can't touch him, I can't eat here, I can't do this. So now. You have so much more anxiety that typically and say, well, how do I go out Westbrook? That's my anxiety. Now it's, it's so much more. And I think the best players in the world flourish because they have the less, least amount of anxiety and stress. So as a general manager or a coach, my idea would be, how do I decrease it every day? How do I make it simpler? How do I make the day simpler so they can just focus in on the task and not don't touch this. Don't talk to this. You know, same way. JetAcademyCamp.com. I don't want my kid to be, I don't trust my, my lawyer, my 12-year-old son, to be at a camp washing his hands, social distancing. I don't trust him. I just, and he's not there yet. I'm not, he's not there. Okay, do a virtual camp. NBA, okay, we need to do this for you NBA camp guys while you're off so you're not in a room with, Hundreds of people. So, Kenny, if you put yourself in the shoes of an NBA player right now, would you have a massive amount of trepidation going down to Orlando, or would you be, like, gung-ho and ready to get back and play basketball? What Kenny are you talking about? I'm talking about the Kenny of, you know, who played in the NBA. So, not the Kenny right now who's the father who has the family to deal with, but, like, put yourself as an average, like, 25-year-old NBA player that maybe, you know, has a girlfriend or, you know, whatever. I think he's he here. I think Zach knows where I'm going. (laughs) All right. So, you have caveats? Go ahead. The the Kenny that was going for the championships and was in a position to win titles, that Kenny, is he going? Well, it's 21 to 24-year-old Kenny, no hesitancy. Going. None. Mm-hmm. That's not even championship years. Yeah. Because I, I don't have the same responsibilities. You're not probably married. bored too. It's like, what the nope, hell else are you going to do? Not married, no kids. My mom and dad at that time lived in New York. I played in Sacramento. I was living by myself, being quarantined. It was it's the same. I was going to the gym, <laughs> going home. I was going to the gym, going home, working out during the season. And then somehow I'm having a great time. That's a different story. But <laughs> yeah, I'm doing the same routine. But 29-year-old Kenny, married, got to be a good father, get a husband, responsibilities. Parents now move closer to me. They live mm-hmm. in the area. I'm like, man, should I go? I have more trepidation. So it's, it's depending on where I am in my career, whether I'm going or not. Are you surprised more guys? Obviously, the whole Kyrie thing happened. And at that point, I actually thought that 
there was going to be a whole bunch of guys who said, yo, like we're not going to go or anything. And then a few guys like the David Bertons and uh, Willie Cauley Steins of the world, like, like said, I think it's like five or six guys. Were you surprised there wasn't more or what, what did you think? Well, I think Kyrie's point was social injustice. He's like, why? Yes, totally. Yeah. Happen? Yeah. It made perfect sense. Like what yeah. he just said made perfect sense. There's a bigger problem going on in the world. But also I look at, He's Kyrie Irving. I'm always going to hear what he says. I'm paying attention because he's even when he's not playing, you're going to pay attention to him, LeBron, CP3. But what does Montreal Harrell think? Like, I might not get to hear what he's thinking because he's not in front of a camera and doesn't have that social presence. Mm -hmm. Because this movement, to me, really didn't start with any celebrity or celebrities. or, or even. It, it started with around the world where people said, this isn't right, what's going on. And they got a chance to see it through the pandemic eyes, in the eyes through in the pandemic. So Kyrie's 100% right, but playing is 100% right. There's no right answer, you know? There, I don't think there's a right answer. Um, so for me, I'm not surprised, but I think that the voices will be loud for the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh best player on the league because microphones are now being in their face. They'll have a, they'll get an opportunity to speak on how they feel. No, hundred percent. Especially when you see, you know, um, guys like what they put on the back of their jersey. Mm. Like they're allowed yeah. to put, you know, yeah. for those who don't know, the players are allowed to put phrases of Black Lives Matters on the back of their jersey. So now, depending on what you put, you know, it depends on then how much you're going to be interviewed about why'd you put that. What does that mean for you? So yeah. now it, it, it still stems the conversation and still sends some change. Because I, if someone asked me what would I put, <laughs> I, I, I said, I first said the easiest BLM, like Black Lives Matter. Yeah. No, you know what I do? At home, I'd be MLK. On, on the road, I'd be Malcolm X. Mm, that's tough. There I'm you go. X on the road. Okay. Yes, sir. When we have our road jersey, it'd be X. <laughs> home it'd be MLK. I was like, yes, let's go. I'm ready. I'm hyped right now. Let's get it right? going. <laughs> and you guys on Inside the NBA, you're going to keep the discussion going about all the, you know, the reforms and all the protests and all the momentum that's been, you know, kind of just proceeding the last few months um, since everything went down in May, you know, following George Floyd. You guys are going to continue those conversations when you guys come back, um, you know, starting on what, July 7th? No, yeah. You guys are back July... Ninth. I'm, I'm screwing up the dates right now, but you guys are coming back first week of July, and you'll and you'll keep those discussions going. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's pertinent and it's important. You know, we don't we we're not we're not in a bubble, so to speak, isolated from what happens in the world. Everything that happens in the world, you know, you know, I've been blessed to win Emmys, championships, but some of my you know, I was talking to my kids today, not not today. I mean, weeks and months ago that you know we're talking about what's going on and some of the things they didn't know about me and i'm like you know, I, i've never broken a law in my life that i've known about i've never broken a law never been arrested never anything grew up in new york city played in harlem for riverside church all the way to queens navigate but the only time that i've seen a gun pulled on me was by police officers twice so like if it happened and they're like really you had Cause my kids are like, when we're in the fifty-five, I'm like, yo, you're fifty-five. You're like, like I'm that type of person. I'm, yeah. I follow that line, and they were in shock that I was 
I've seen a gun twice and it was only by police officers. So, and I have never broken a law. So we understand and now we get the culture. We can't, we're not immune to anything mm -hmm. that goes on. We're part of that same culture. Kenny, talking on the court, the Bucks are the team in the East that everybody just assumes is going to make it out of it. Do you think the Sixers, Raptors, or Celtics could uh, come out of the East? I said, the, the, to me, the favorites are the young teams, young and experienced. Boston, Milwaukee, Denver, because younger players work out differently to get ready for the season. They get ready mm -hmm. for the season right now. And as you get older, you're like, it's a long haul, and you get a routine. Now it's like, no, you're dropped into the season right now to win it all. So you have to be at a different mindset and level, which if you're the last, that's, think about LeBron's teams. They've always kind of at times started slow and then they just build up. I'm a Cavs fan, Kenny. I know. Yes. So I, I, you don't, you, you don't have that luxury. So yeah. he, there's a mental drop that everyone has to have that typically the veterans aren't accustomed to. So I, I would say if anyone had an advantage, this is just my theory. Mm -hmm. I would say the younger experienced teams like Milwaukee, um, Denver and Boston have a bigger advantage. So piggybacking off of that, you think that hurts the Lakers? Because the Lakers are one of the older teams in the league. Yeah. I, I, I do. I do. Because they will get better as it goes on, but will that knock them out? Because LeBron, LeBron ain't getting knocked out. Kenny Smith wasn't even in the league. Yeah, he, he, was. it. he wasn't even in the league when it when we stopped. So yeah. Now you bring a guy who wasn't in the league into a mix. Like, it's just, it takes time. Like, okay, what's his role now? What's he going to do? I, I'm, I'm a young, you know what my other half a team about is the Rockets. Because their style is just penetrate pitch. We don't have a real great offense. We got to let guys play one-on-one. -on -one. You know, we don't have any plays like that. Number five, it's like open the floor up. You can't guard us. We're going to penetrate pitch. And if you come, we're shooting the three. Those teams... That continuity is easy. That's a pickup game. That's easy to find. And it's going to feel like that a little bit, especially is, the first two or three weeks. Is there going to be the same playoff pressure? Like we were talking on this pod the other day. There's like guys who who they can't shoot come playoff time. Like some guys, like Kyle Lowry had that attachment forever. He obviously showed up in the finals last year. But like some guys just don't perform as well. Is that going to be a thing with no crowds and no home court advantage? Like the Rockets, I, the Rockets are a good example because people say they shrink in the playoffs, but are they going to still feel that? Yeah, I agree with that. I think the great superstar players, they carry, they play well on the road. And the difference between the marginal NBA player, when I say marginal, I'm just on NBA standard, they haven't played as well as on the road. You, you know, you could look at most guys' stats. He shoots better at home. This is an intense practice environment. So mentally, like it's an intense practice environment. Yeah, I'm playing the hardest I can, but I don't have anyone directly in my ear on what's going on, even though it's on television. So you're gonna mm -hmm. see some guys, you're gonna be like, man, I didn't know he was that good. He is that good in practice every day. He's just not that good in the game every day, you know? And that's what you see, I think, sometimes as well. The whistles are going to change, too, because, I mean, statistically speaking, refs give more calls to the home team with the home crowd, and there's bias involved. Um, so I think that will definitely kind of play into with the unique environment. But, Kenny, I want you to sell a debate for, for us that we had on the last podcast. I think the Raptors have a better chance of coming out of the East 
than the Sixers do. And these two guys over here, these two goons no, on the no, podcast, no, no, they think the Sixers me, have a better chance me, of doing that. Let me, so let me clarify. Right, fine, let me hear it. Uh, me hear I got to clarify that point because we're saying we cannot give up on the Sixers because the Sixers are starting afresh and they're still they still have elite talent on their team. And at the end of the day, their offense need, sucks. At the end of the day, you need superstars to to get you through the playoffs. We've seen it. I would say, man, that's tough. That's a that's a tough call because of the pandemic. So if I, if I'm basing it on my pandemic theory, then the Sixers have a better chance because young guys, fresh legs, fresh legs, they're jumping higher. You know what I mean? Like you. It, it, it would it would lend to them to be better. However, the continuity of those guys in Toronto, the fact that they really depend on each other, they play together quicker, I think. So if I had to go a seven-game series, Toronto, Philly, I'm taking Toronto. Yeah, there we go. Thank seven. you, Kenny. Thank seven. you, Kenny. Taking them in seven. Yeah, I'm taking At this time this comes out, we had just put out our top 30 NBA players all time. Can we read you our top 10 and have you weigh in on it? Okay. I love to hear it. Okay. So our top 10 is, in order, Magic, uh, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kareem, Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, Shaq, Larry Bird, Wilt, Bill Russell, and Tim Duncan. I saw the that head at LeBron. That was 11. <laughs> that was 11, wasn't it? No, that's ten. Yeah, I think it's ten. It's ten. Uh, who, yeah. who? All right. Who do you have ten to fifteen? Because then I can tell you who you left out. Let me check real quick. Yeah, Zion's gonna pull that up. Uh, notable. I think number ten. I think eleven is Oscar Robertson. Yeah, you don't have Oscar in your top ten. That's wrong. No, oh. we haven't met eleven. Yeah, no, you haven't met in your top ten. All right. Here, here's eleven to fifteen. Oscar, Hakeem, KD, KG, Steph. Steph Curry. Yeah. Isaiah yeah. Thomas. We have Isaiah in the twenties. Oh my god! Yeah, no, you would take you you take bro, Isaiah Thomas over Kenny, Steph Curry. Steph, Steph, the Steph was unanimous MVP. Isaiah, in the era of Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, he won two championships. I like he he Touché. beat the Celtics and the Bulls. <laughs> like that's the MVP. <laughs> You're my MVP. He beat the Bulls. <laughs> And the Celtics, bro, and you're the best player on your team. That's MVP. So, yes, I would take Isaiah Thomas. No, Steph Curry's a great player. MVP. Steve Nash won two MVPs. I want to take him. Oh, over. we can have that. Yes, we can have that argument. Also, we we, <laughs> we can talk about point guards later on. I would not take him over Isaiah. Thomas. Isaiah Thomas is the best small guard ever to play the game. Who would you take? Who would you take off the top? And you guys leaving off? Where do you have Nate Archibald? No, uh, we didn't have him in the top three. You have him in the top I'm going. I'm here. <laughs> that's, New York, that's New York bias right there. That's New York what? bias right there. Yes. The guy the, led the league in assists and points in the same year. But but the general consensus is, was that he was he was left out of the top 30 by most. No, most people that's 35 and under. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. we have a slightly that younger audience. Yes. That is correct, Kenny. <laughs> but but yeah. you said Oscar in the top 10. Who are you taking out from our top 10 to put Oscar in? Anyone but Kareem and Jordan. Any you can take Larry Bird out of the top. LeBron 10? James, Kenny. Oscar Robertson. There wouldn't be a, a, a LeBron James if it wasn't for Oscar Robertson. Yes, I would put him in that of anyone but those two guys. Like he would be in my top five. 
Well, actually, how about you ask it this way? Who would be your Mount Rushmore, you know, for the NBA? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kareem is number yeah. one. Only he's not the Michael's the best player that I've seen in my era, but Kareem yeah. is the best basketball player of all time because he was the best in high school, he was the best in college, and he was the best in the NBA. He mm-hmm. never wasn't the best. Michael became a great player in high school. Mitt got cut. Kareem was an all-state freshman, you know, mm-hmm. always been great. Um, Oscar Robinson, Bill Russell, and Will Chamberlain. No, no LeBron. Or I'm MJ. Or MJ. No, MJ, was, MJ. Yeah, MJ. MJ was on there. MJ was on there. Okay. No, no, not in the top five. Not ever. Not ever. Because also, that's. I'm surprised you're going with so many big men. To be honest, they because they they change the game this way in rules. Like I'm trying. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. going to give myself an aimless plug. I'm changing the game in camps. Jedicap.com. Those <laughs> guys change the game in rules. Meaning, Will Chamberlain and, and, and Kareem, you can't dunk anymore. Yeah. Oh, you know what? We're gonna widen the three point three, not three point three. The um, lane. The lane because they're too good. Michael Jordan, he's too good. It's called the legal offense. If you put him on one side of the floor, now <laughs> that's a legal offense. You know what? Now we're gonna let you play zones in the NBA because Michael's too good. Like yeah, those guys are different. Okay. Like LeBron's great. He's great, but for me, this is in my opinion, yeah. he's not in the top five of all time. That's kind of wild, LeBron though. That's that is James. pretty wild, Kenny. That's that's a wild take. Wait. I mean, listen, I I I kind of agree with you. Like, I think Wilt, like Wilt, would be on my Mount Rushmore just because how like literally they had to make numerous rules changes because of how dominant he was. But wasn't was Will? Will was kind of playing against like plumbers though, a little uh, bit. No, let's like, not go he, that far. They, <laughs> he, were, they were, he wasn't playing against absolute it's scrubs, harder. but no, it was harder. Like, I'm, I'm, like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to this. No, no, no. Educated. Go ahead. Educated. Let it out. You have, you have Emmys. Kenny, you have Emmys. Educated. Let it out. Grab the Emmy and let us know. Let it out. When you have less teams, you have better talent. That's true. Teams. When you look at those Celtic teams, like there are guys that are in, on teams now that wouldn't have made the NBA when I came in because we had a small amount of teams. They, their skill set wasn't good enough, and they wouldn't have made it. But the expansion of the teams, more teams, the change, the rule change, make – could you imagine Michael Jordan with no hand check? Like – the freedom. Okay, here it is. This is this is this is what you have to understand. This is why guys like LeBron, great player, he could play so much longer, and play yeah. such a high level. Because when I played, I had to bring the ball up like this. So what happens? I can't see anything on this side of the floor. Yeah. But with the hand check rule, no hand check. I see the whole floor. I'm a better passer. I'm a better shooter because now my feet are set at all times. James Harden could play with you five seconds and raise up because he's always in my era, he would have been doing this. He couldn't have played with the ball. You can't compare the scoring ability of Will Chamberlain in this era, and you can't hand check him. He would have had 60 points a night. Like he just would have dunked everything. He would have been with Quint Capella and all these guys on 
on steroids. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, they was Kareem was skilled. He could dribble. Yeah. Will Chay played with the Globetrotters. He was that skilled. <laughs> he was. He had the ball. He could do all this things with the basketball. And he was seven one. Like he was like Shaq. Could you imagine? Like, oh, no. I, that's, to that that's point, true. though. Why still? Why is LeBron James not in your top five? Because still, you're looking at a guy who's two sixty, running a four or five. If, if, if he was on a football field, like unstoppable and just as skilled as pretty much taught, himself, taught himself how to shoot. LeBron James is in my top ten. Okay, but he's ten possibly. Whoa! Whoa. Is Shaq in your top ten? Shaq's in my top ten. Is Kobe? No, Kobe's not in my top. 10. Mm. Kobe's like eleven. Okay. The okay. complex sports universe magic, is going to have some issues with this top my, 10. My, it's Magic, Larry Bird. Magic, Larry, yeah. Larry Bird. Um, who did I just say? Um, Archibald has to be in uh, Oscar and Nate Archibald are in your top 10. It's so much easier to score now that it makes it hard to judge guys' ability because it's so easy to score. Like I was, I was a good score. I wasn't even a great score. I averaged 17 points a game at my highest, I think 18. So in that year, I probably would average 26, 25. It was that, it's that easy to score now. You know, so judging guys' abilities is different, but I could see through all of that and say, cause I'm old enough. I lived through, I'm, I'm first generation hip hop. And at the same time, I'm listening to, you know, Drake and NBA, what's the, uh, like- Young boy, <laughs> NBA young boy. <laughs> young boy. Like, I, I'm, I'm every, I'm listening to Run DMC and Wu-Tang and I'm the NBA young boy in the same there day. There we go. You know, so I, I've seen it all and I know the comparison. NBA young boy is not Wu-Tang. Oh yeah. No, he is not. Here we no, go. he is he's not. not. But he's good. He's not. He's good. He's, 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 he's all right. Give me, you know, give me Wu-Tang. The baby, he's hot. Got some hot verses, but he ain't. Chuck D with this lyrics, you know what I mean? Like he ain't KRS One. Like I understand. Just do a hey, Kenny. Do you know Griselda? Griselda? Yeah, yeah. Nah. Like, do you know Griselda? Yeah, Griselda, the Griselda crew from Buffalo, New York. Yeah, you yeah. don't need to know them. Just no. We we, we had this debate. Well, that's right. If you don't know them, it's it, no. No. Contingent guys up in Buffalo. We'll, we'll I, I, I love what you guys are debating, but LeBron James is on a high trajectory to you know, get into the top five. Mm-hmm. But all of those guys would be in those in, in the NBA finals just as many times if they played in this era. They would. Mm. They would. I, I do believe that. Their greatness would have translated even more, you know, today. Kenny, before we get to our last segment, I just – we have Chuck at 16 on our list. I just want to let you know that. You can, you know – Where's Carl Malone? Yeah. Carl Malone is 19. We have Chuck ahead of Carl Malone. And well, Tim Duncan's ten. 10. We have 10. ten, and we have we have Dirk at seventeen. You got Dirk better than uh, Charles Barkley. Carl, no, Barkley one ahead of Dirk. And you have Dirk ahead of Carl Malone. Yes. <laughs> he does not like our. <laughs> no, we don't need a song anymore. <laughs> when we when we we're gonna. We're, Kenny's got a few issues with Listen, our list. Kenny, yeah. Kenny, just know our list is better than if you look at Bleacher Reports and ESPNs, you'll you'll get it. I like matters. I like that you have the thirty in there. I just don't like the order. <laughs> okay, well you know we're gonna agree we and disagree Ka- on this one. We have Kawhi on our list too. Just to let you know at twenty. Kawhi is going what? 
He's the one who's writing your list for you and composing it? No, 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 no. Kenny, Kawhi belongs on that list. Come on. Kawhi Leonard is one of the best 30 players ever to play. Yes, look at the accolades already. He's not even 30. And we lost Kenny. Kenny has left the building, everybody. Kenny is gone. It's over, ladies and gentlemen. It's over. It's over. Kawhi Leonard is one of the top three players in the game now. But for a year and a half. He's not been the top three players. He's not been a top. Five years ago, he was in the league. He wasn't the top. Yeah, three he's player. won multiple. Five years ago, NBA he was a Finals, finals MVP. MVP with mo- yeah, multiple teams. Two, two, two yeah, he, was a, he was the Finals MVP on a team he was the fourth leading scorer on. He was Dino came to play the biggest. No, he was the fourth leading scorer on the team. None of the guys, not, none of the guys on your list have ever been the fourth leading scorer on their team. Wait, I just realized we have Kawhi ahead of Isaiah Thomas by one spot. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. You guys probably don't even have Dominique Wilkins in the list. No. Dominique Dominique was an outsider. Close, close, close. He was close. We have uh, we have John but, Stockton. We got D. Wade on the list. D. Wade not, deserves not, to be on the is, list, right? D. Wade over D-Wade, Kenny. No, over D- over uh, you don't even have Dominique. Think about this. D. Wade is great. He's supposed to be in the list. He, that's your co-worker. D. No, I'm Wade not is, saying, the, is the third greatest shooting guard. I got A. Steve Smith's my coworker. I don't say he should be on the <laughs> Well, that's a different story. Come <laughs> on. <For real. laughs> hey, hey, hey. I love the podcast now. Let's keep it going for a second. One minute. He just wants to eviscerate our list today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have Elgin Baylor at 22. David Elgin Baylor at 22? Where, where, yeah. where should he be? He's in, where the, should top, he's in the top 20 of all time. Well, so we have, we, we have him close. close. We have him close. That's too what do you think about KD at 13? I would probably say... Anywhere between 13 and 17 is a good number. Okay, so that's not off. Katie Does Katie have Europe potential top 10 material, in your opinion, when he's, no, but, when he's but, over okay. and finished? This is, this is what makes you – This is okay, when you do your list again, when you look at it. When we update the list in a year or two, we're going to consult yeah. you. No, 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 not a year. You're going to do it right now. No, we're, gonna, <laughs> no, we're publishing this. This is out. But when the yeah, podcast comes out. out, the list this is, is out. out. This is out. This is out. This is signed, sealed, and delivered right now. As you look at your list and you go – I can't believe I pressed send on this email. <laughs> and he said, because this thing Kenny just broke down to me makes the difference. This is what makes the difference between a superstar, an all-star, and a great player. Here's the difference. There's five ways to dominate a basketball game. Scoring, rebound, assist is the easy ones. Mm-hmm. Then you have pace of game, and you have leadership. If there are certain guys, Akeem Olajuwon, Isaiah Thomas, um, Michael Jordan, they are going to do four or five of those things every night. They're superstars. When you do two or three, you're an all-star. You're a great player. When you do one, you're an NBA player. When you could only do one that night. He scored tonight. He really dominated by scoring. Akeem Olajuwon, defensively led the league in steals. That's big, 500 steals, 500 blocks. Mm-hmm. Led five, top five in the NBA in scoring and shot over 50%. Won two championships. He, leadership. And when I say pace of the game, this is where the Steve Nashes, they come in. Because when you played against a Phoenix Suns team, you had to play fast. You couldn't play slow. Like, I don't care, we're going to beat them, but we got to get 125 points. They create a pace. Russell Westbrook creates a pace of the game that you have to play at. 
So those are the five ways. If your guys in your top 10, if they can't do four to five every night, they're not in the top 10. They're not. Uh, I think our top 10, can't, a lot of those guys tick off four of those five, though. Kawhi could do a lot of those. Only, only, only thing I would knock against Kawhi is maybe his, uh, his passing ability, but he still is there. I can he dominate and assist in the night? He's not, not a distributor. He's not a distributor. Anyway, he, he's not a distributor, and can he dominate the pace of the game? Uh, he's a slow. He's not. He can uh, slow it down. Really. No, can he dominate and make? Okay, he's playing against the Phoenix Suns. Listen, back in the day, and he goes, "No, y'all gonna play slow tonight." Can he do that? Well, if, he, if you pick up Steve Nash, you know, uh, based no, on the base no. on, you can kind of slow it a little bit. No, because Akeem would make if we play Phoenix when we played them. Those games were in the hundreds, one hundred one. They weren't yeah. in the one thirties when we beat. He made the game slower. He was he forced you to do it. He was good enough. That's separate. That separates it. Jetacademy.com, brother. Now you're going to learn college, baby. So you won't be retweeting this Adam, list when we put it out. Adam, when we two more things before we get you out of here. We're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna have you help us next time we make the list. We need the Kenny Smith knowledge. Everybody go to jetacademy.com, right, Kenny? Right Jetacademycamp.com. Jet Academy. And I'm gonna get break down this knowledge, and I'm gonna show it. <laughs> there we go. One thing before we get you out of here, we have a segment called One Gotta Go. Will you play with us real quick? Oh, wait, no question. Is this there with we girls go. or this is with players? This is this is Everything. first first one. Biggie, Nas, Jay Z. One gotta go. Oh, Jay's gotta go. Whoa, I mean, Jay, whoa, I whoa! Listen, I listen to Jay more, but the culture wouldn't exist without Nas and Biggie. You are very big. You are very big on uh, the originators, and no, not I mean, cr- like yes. Jay. I listen to Jay Z more. I have mm-hmm. like if you said yeah. what's my but. Like the style of the 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 five percent of style of talk and speech and the way Nas and I'm from Queens understand like what that is and where it comes in, how it affected the, the Wu Tang and all and everything else that comes after it, how it affects Kendrick Lamar, like Nas did Biggie created the opportunity for Jay to flourish and take it to another level. It's kind of mm-hmm. like singers like things that michael jackson did allowed other singers chris brown to be chris brown even though i might listen to chris brown more so if okay. one's gotta go i gotta go jay you gotta you know you on the bench <laughs> one more quickly that that might be a hot take people might get at you on that one <laughs> mar new york point guards not in, not including yourself but marbury kenny anderson sebastian telfair real quick oh, oh no no sebastian's gotta go <laughs> That's an easy wood chops. Come on. I, I was checking. <laughs> we had to make that one harder. Well, Come on. Ba- well, based off of NBA talent year, but impact on the city? You, you That's what that, yeah. New York Sebastian? point guard impact? Time out. Kenny Anderson, we know he's not going. He's arguably the best, best six foot one and under point guard to ever play high school basketball. In high school. He's arguably the best high school player at six foot one ever in the history of sports. Argue. And then Stephon Marbury is the culture with Sebastian. Yeah, he's you better version of Sebastian. Yeah. yeah. He's a better version. He's, he created the platform. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a better version. Kenny Smith, thank you so much. Wait, I'm gonna give y'all one. Oh, Uh-oh. let's go. Let's go. Okay. One's gotta go. Rihanna. Oh. Beyonce. Oh. 
Let's go old school. Give me an old school one. Holly Berry. Holly Berry got to go. So you would take her, and we're not even talking about as a as a companion either. I'm talking about all her films, all her body of work, yeah. everything that they've done. I don't need Halle Berry. I, I, yeah, if, you're going, if you're going on body I, of work here, I think Rihanna's got to go. I can't. I I can't Ooh. as a Cle- as a Clevelander. I cannot say Halle Berry. It is. It's not allowed. Rihanna's got to go in that scenario. I, I can't. I can't so you do don't it. want. You don't want any of her music. That's the thing. Like yeah. I need Rihanna's music. I I yeah. like Rihanna. I, I would. Take you don't Rihanna's want Fenty music. line. Your girlfriend with. <laughs> I, that's a different story. Right? That's a different story. Your that's for a different po- different without her line of for a different podcast. But if we're talking about <laughs> true true ascendance with Beyonce's discography and Halle Berry winning yeah. a, an Oscar, Rihanna got to go. I don't need Halle Berry. I'll take Rihanna. I, I can't get rid of Rihanna. I can't get rid of Rihanna. I'm not. I'm Kenny. I'm bowing out. I can't do either. I none of them gotta go. <laughs> no, that's you, not. No, that's not how it works. You gotta pick one. One guy. I gotta go. I'll go. Kenny. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> Kenny Smith. Thank you so much for joining us. This was so much hey, fun. One thing I gotta, you know, I always gotta let people know. I always gotta let the Tar Heel know. Tar Heels know is go Duke over here. Oh, even okay, though, get out of here. Get out Don't gun him, Queens, please. You know, I respect the Queens. My sister went to Archbishop Malloy, but it's go Duke over here. Oh, Jesus. Don't listen to him, Kenny. We're <laughs> Tar to Hill him. family. We're Tar Hill bed. Tar Hill born. We're going to die Tar Hill. If God was going to Tar Hill, it wouldn't be. We apologize for this, Kenny. Duke. We apologize for Zion bringing up Duke out of nowhere. You're not killing me right now. Later. <laughs> Thank you, Thank Kenny. You, Kenny. Awesome, that was amazing. Huge shout out to Kenny Smith. We told you guys he was going to have some hot takes. We did not lie. But LeBron and Kobe both not in your top 10 all-time list. Kenny. Raging hot take. That's a raging hot take. That's a lava hot take. Nate Orchibald. Nate Nate, Orchibald is not better than LeBron. uh, He's a New York legend, but no, he ain't ain't LeBron or Kobe. I'm sorry. Uh, We told you guys the takes were hot. So, (laughs) I mean, we appreciate Kenny coming through. Uh... Make sure you go check out his website and his uh, his new camp and everything. It sounds very cool. Kenny is now welcomed on the podcast whenever he wants to come back. We're getting too many Tar Heels, though. Got to get some Dukies in here. Have we had a Duke uh, player on back, the podcast back, yet? Pal. Have we? I don't think so. Yeah, we've had Let's, multiple Duke individuals. Oh, Jay Williams. We had Jay, we had Jay uh, Williams. Jay Billis. Jay Billis. And, yeah, yeah. Relax, we've, had, we've had some notable Duke players on the podcast. I think Kenny's the first UNC guy we've had on. So yeah, you're, you're No, Danny Williams. Green's UNC. Zion okay, Williamson, come on the pod. So, so it's two and two right now. So you're spewing. Yeah, in, in, we still have more now, UConn people on the podcast. So shout out to the UConn. Somehow that wasn't by plan. No more UConn people. No more. basketball but powerhouse UConn. Speaking, I'm not going to plug a college, but speaking of a city, another Cleveland guy who spent some time in Cleveland covering the Cavs. Whoa, he's not a Chris Cleveland Hayes guy. Not a Cleveland guy. Do not, not do not, guy. Yeah, do, do not, not label him a Cleveland he, guy. He spent a few years in Cleveland covering the Cavs, so that counts to me as a Cleveland guy. Uh, very fun interview with Chris Haynes from Yahoo Sports, NBA insider, talking about the NBA bubble and everything. Adam presses him because, Adam, the last place you want to be is the NBA bubble, it sounds Did like. You, again, if you look at the guidelines for the NBA bubble for the media, that is the last goddamn place you want to be. If you want to go insane, you want to you want to have a I nervous love breakdown, it. no, hell no. The guidelines for the media in the NBA bubble were ridiculous and burdensome, and I swear to God, if those people don't come out with some PTSD, that will be a miracle. It's it's called it's called a love of the job, buddy. It's so. called sacrifices that I did not want to make. Yeah, well, Zion, me and Zion will go back to the bubble. We we we, we were in Orlando. Going, we we were in Orlando. He hasn't in left. He hasn't left his backyard or his basement in three months. 
It's well, transferring a bubble. It's going from one I, bubble to another bubble. I'm not going nowhere until there's he ain't a going vaccine. anywhere until 2021. Yeah, he's, needs a vaccine. You're not seeing Zion gonna... in person for a long time, pal. Yep. Well, there, Enjoy there these zooms. Go. So we, yeah, we're gonna have to do the zoom. <laughs> At least you wore okay. a polo for this zoom. So thank you for that. Fresh yeah, Zion, and has clean. A, Zion has a very nice polo that matches his. Like he has head. somewhere to go, yet he's not going anywhere. But look, the constant hate. You just can't there see a black go. man win. No, 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 do not know. Right. Good transition. It's a no good transition car. to a great black individual in Chris Haynes. <laughs> yeah, on that note, let's get to our interview with Chris Haynes from Yahoo Sports about everything going on in the NBA bubble. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Now joining us on the Load Manager Podcast, we have Chris Haynes, who is a senior NBA insider for Yahoo Sports, host of the Posted Up Podcast with Chris Haynes, and sideline reporter for TNT, Chris. What's going on? That's a, that's a lot of titles, man. Thank that's why that's why I messed up the first time is because you have a long accolades. <laughs> hey, you, I, I, look, you, you big enough, you man enough to, to admit that, and acknowledge that on here because you didn't have to mention that. I wouldn't have told anybody. You messed up. <laughs> Chris, no, no, no. We like to dunk on each other as much as possible, here, Chris. So that's that's how it goes. The load management podcast, the most transparent podcast you could yeah, find. That's what's up. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Overall, overall, with the players you've been talking to, Chris, and going back and forth, um, do you generally feel like they are excited and, and all in, or do they mostly have a lot of apprehensions and are they kind of concerned with their safety? Like, what's been the overall vibe of of the temperature check you've taken the players about their feelings with Orlando? Just nervous. No, nobody knows. Like nobody, nobody, nobody that I've talked to is coming here just feeling secure. You know, they. This is more of an obligation. This is the obligation, and, and it's an obligation on both sides. I would say that, but but the players have more to risk, obviously, because they're going to be here actually playing. You know, I just find it weird, you know, that the players are going to go play the game, sweating on each other, playing, bumping each other, and then after they leave the arena and walking back to their hotel rooms, they got to social distance and put their mask back on. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of contradictions <laughs> in this I'm like, and then, and then we, as media, we still got to stay, the ones that on in the bubble, you know, we still got to stay that six feet distance. And I get that. I understand that. You know, but we're being tested every day as well, you know? So, yeah. and if the results are coming back negative, like, what's what's the problem? But, you know, hey, this, those, those, those decisions are made. Uh, well above my pay grade, so I'm not going to question too much. It's just a lot of things just seem strange. Dame Dame had said he does he's not confident guys can follow the rules. Yeah. <laughs> Under, understatement of the year, right there. I'm just I'm just like the it's a bubble. Uh, like how it, are guys going to be allowed? Like, can you actually break the rules? I think that's the thing because. Obviously, guys are going to want to go and do, you know, try and live as normal as possible. Mm-hmm. But, but like, say a guy wanted to leave and sneak out. There's no way someone could sneak out, right? Again, being that I haven't <laughs> stepped out of here yet, 
I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to be walking around to see what holes are possible. You know, You're going to find some. some... Yeah. Well, like I said, canvas all the emergency exits. Yeah, so yeah if, right. If we would if we would have done this, you know, this pod two days later, I could have you know give you guys a lay of the land. So I don't know, but I will say this: Dame is his, you know, he's right to be concerned. But had yeah. this uh, restart been taking place in Las Vegas, he, he would have been had ultimate concern, ultimate, like mm. to a to tenth degree. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you know the layout of Orlando, where you are right now is pretty secluded from a lot of stuff. Yeah, you've been here, so you you tell me. Well, that's why. Well, well, that's why. That's why I'm bringing it up because it's not. It's not like in in Vegas. Say they were staying at the MGM. Uh-huh. You walk downstairs. You're at a casino. You're with all these people. You're on the strip. Maskless. Maskless. Uh, mask are not required in Vegas, but yeah. Point, okay. point taken. Yeah. I've seen the videos. But but Orlando, like Chris, where you're staying. I said me me and Zion stayed there in January for the Pro Bowl. You're you're kind of secluded. It's like a resort type thing. That's how all the Disney hotels are. So I'm just like it's a guy can't walk and and get off of the bubble. I don't think. What what what, you know? what about somebody walking onto the bubble? Some young nice lady. <laughs> oh, you nice want to go? Uh, so is like, that where we're going? Because so, even where do you think where do you think, 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 where, do you think we were going I with think this? That's Dame's concern. First of all, you know, mm-hmm. walking off the bubble like oh, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Yeah. The concern is bringing people onto the bubble. And I'm, at, I'm I was, asking you: Is that a possibility? Is that is that a, is that an option? It, I mean, a possibility. <laughs> that's for sure going to happen. But like, there, our, is, there is for Disney. There are entrances, like 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 entrances, like you have to get past like uh, guards and stuff. Kind of. So I'm wondering how locked down it's going to be at certain points. Like, are they going to tell Uber drivers not to bring anybody? Who's not That's cleared true. to to the to the grounds? I, I the NBA there's there's so much money on the line. You think that they would probably think of that, right? Yeah, I would say this when I drove in, when I drove in to um, Disney World, my first three days I stayed at a different hotel. So the first three days it okay. was at I can't remember the name of the hotel, but it's it's here in Walt Disney World. So I quarantined there for yeah. three days. Then I quarantined here, uh, the uh, for the last four days, and so there wasn't really any restriction. It seemed like if you wanted to get into the Walt Disney World campus, it seemed like you could have. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe that has mm-hmm. changed since, but that was last Monday yeah. when I got on, and you know we came straight in. How were Vegas would have been a problem no matter what. I mean, if they actually Vegas did this bubble in Vegas, Vegas, it would, Vegas would have been a massive problem. Is it the, N- the NBA did, for picking Orlando? Did the NHL pick Vegas? I don't even know. No, they like, picked two okay, Canadian cities. Okay, okay, yeah, that that wasn't going to work anywhere. Vegas was not going to be an option. I. I, I think it's very interesting that, like you said, people coming onto the bubble because, as Stephen A. Smith said, guys are going to get urges. Get yeah, yeah. going to get uh, horny. We could keep it hundred. Three months said. is a long. Three months is a long time for these NBA guys. Hold in their on, lives, time so. out, time out. Let, let's stop that. Yes, hold on, let's stop that. <laughs> Stephen A. said yes. I get him. Yes, three months. Is a long. Stephen A. spoke the yeah, truth. Yeah, he spoke. No, he spoke truth. Yeah, that's that's obvious. Three months. We have to remember. There's only oh, there's everybody. only a few groups who are going to be here for three months. I'm part of that That's group. True. The group <laughs> of the team who goes all the way is going, yeah. and yeah. the people that's affiliated with the league. So not everybody is going to suffer that long. That, I would be that's true. That is true. 
Well, but, 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 Kyle, but Kyle Kuzma's on the Lakers, so Kyle Kuzma's going to be <laughs> very, very, very good chance Kyle Kuzma's going to be locked down for three months, Chris. <laughs> hey, Kyle Kuzma, for all I know, is a very responsible young man. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. he'll, he'll come out here. Yeah, and, TMZ and might think otherwise. <laughs> he playing it we... safe. He playing it safe. <laughs> hey, I'm pretty sure he'll be a model citizen. Man. What, Chris, walk so. us. Chris, I think you handled or you reported on the Kyrie stuff very fairly and with the lens that a lot of other people didn't report on. Was there, did that just boil down to Kyrie Kyrie and LeBron not seeing eye to eye or were people, you know, bringing that up out of thin air? Kyrie not seeing eye to eye on what, on which, um, with on wanting to play and pushing to play. And it felt like LeBron and it felt like people were saying LeBron was the one pushing everybody to play, even though LeBron didn't come out and say anything. He never did. I didn't, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. Um, I didn't hear that narrative, but as far as Kyrie goes, you know, I, you know, I, I was able to listen in, you know, listening on that call. Um, and it was just, who who I don't you don't have to say who but did a player dial you in Chris? The player dialed me and my my sources my sources. Chris has sources sources. Let, oh, real sources. quick, real Detective quick, sources. Chris, Chris, happy one year anniversary, a, a one year and two days on breaking the Kawhi Leonard to Clippers. That's not an anniversary. <laughs> That's an anniversary. Chris <laughs> broke the story. <laughs> Chris broke the story. So yeah. just happy to say right. happy anniversary for right, that, Chris. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, man. You're the first one and probably the last one. To do that. The only yeah. one, yeah. <laughs> Not the only one. Real the quick. cycle moved on a while real, ago. Real quick, Chris Chris is one of the most authentic people. When For he sure. was covering the Cavs, he would let me, who wasn't even working in sports at the time, just ask him a whole bunch of questions about LeBron and the Cavs, and he would answer every single one. So, Listen, Chris I, is, I respect that you did that. You shouldn't have done that. Don't, <laughs> don't respond to this guy. Don't, do, don't respond Why'd to that Why'd you gas guy. him up yeah, like that? Guys that complex now, huh? So, we respond and got, got that plug. Huh? Right. <laughs> you know, no, no but, to, to Kyrie, like, it was just, I think, man, I, I, look, I'm going to go a long way of telling the story of a certain another story to get to the answer your question about Kyrie. So I'm at the um, when you know I was at one of the protests back in back when I'm staying at in near San Jose, one of the protests, mm-hmm. and um, and it's my first one. My daughter went, and she's like, man, like I'm so proud of her. She's 16, and she's like a little Martin Luther King mixed with Malcolm X. Man, she got a little picture. I'm like, <laughs> man, where did this come from? Like she's just whatever. <laughs> so she was going out there. I had no plans or intention of going. I was like, man, my daughter going, I, I got to go. Like, I haven't been to one yet. And mm-hmm. I, I wanted to go back mm-hmm. to my hometown of Fresno and do and, and participate in one there. But I was like, all right, let me do this first. So I go out there, guys, and it's tripping me out. This is a Black Lives Matter peaceful protest. And majority of it is just white folks. And I'm like mm-hmm. tripped out. I'm like, man, I mean, it's shocking. But it feels good at the same time. It's like, damn, like you rarely see all walks of life of people coming together for something that's defending our honor. You know what I mean? And so it tripped me out. And so, I'm, you know, I'm feeling good. Like we're in this march. And so you guys, I don't know if you guys have been to a march or a protest, but uh, mm-hmm. when these things are organized, the police are there to set up barriers for you to yep. – you know, go down, set up paths. 
and it may be a police at one end, police at another end, but there's just police like all around, just making sure you can, you know, stay within the barriers and make sure everything is holding it down. And so we're walking, right? We're walking and um, we're walking. I'm going to tell another story, child. I'm going to tell another story. It's funny. Going back to the Cleveland <laughs> days. So we're walking along protesting and then uh, we walk past these policemen. And then uh, some of the white protesters, you know, hold up a sign. F you police, you got a small thing. Uh, if you were with racism, <laughs> just like cussing the police out, just like by rating them. And I'm like, damn, like I'm feeling like, like what? you know what I mean? Like I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm like, cause I don't want this dude coming over and hitting me with a billy club for something that y'all are saying. You know what I'm saying? My, my, <laughs> point, you, my point in saying that, my point in bringing that up with is because I've always, you know, I watch cops. And and it's funny to see the interactions that white folks have with cops opposed to black folks. You know, we've always taught, like when we get pulled over, put your hand on the on the dashboard, show, you know, show your hand, don't don't bend down like you're pulling for something. But you see some of the white folks when they be in interaction with the cop, cussing the cop out. What the heck you pulled me over for? You blah blah blah. So it's just certain ways that they can get down, just like how what I seen at that march. And I appreciate the involvement, but it was like if a, if there was a reporter, and this is why I bring it up, if there was a reporter, say it was a reporter that that's covering an event, may, a reporter may be inexperienced covering that march, and they see that group cussing out the cops, you know, verbally assaulting them, that reporter the next morning may write all, uh, Black Lives Matter movement cusses out the cops or something like that. That may be, that might be yeah. the headline, right? Yeah. And so when it goes to that Kyrie conversation, there are a lot of spirited, uh, spirited discussions throughout that call. There were a lot of, you know, there was some, there were people that were angry. There, there were certain things that were said, but me being a black journalist and a black reporter and growing up in some of those areas, I hear a lot of shit that they were saying because it's in my household. It's what, hmm. it's what I grew up listening to. And so when I hear it, I'm not hearing it as, Kyrie said, F the NBA, we shouldn't do this, blah, blah, blah. I see it as these are players that got on a phone call to voice their, uh, voice their frustration, voice their angst, uh, getting a lot of things out. But at the end of the day, the, 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 the meaning of the call was to everybody to see if everybody could be on the same page and to have this platform for everybody to get these things out. Now, for somebody who comes in that that's a reporter who heard something or saw something, they may take that out of context because they're not used to hearing that type of language. That type of language might be offensive. That type of language might be, oh, he, you know, he he's a uh, you know he's a problem. But really, that was yeah. just a phone conversation where people want answers and people don't know, uh, you know, what the next steps are. And so that's why I feel like my place in this media is myself, Mark Spears, uh, David Aldridge, you know, a lot of others, man. Like, we have a responsibility to paint the picture the way it is supposed to be painted. 
And uh, a lot of times that picture is not painted that way because most people aren't familiar with the authors. That's, that's, I think that's big. I mean, that's for me, that's personally like, definitely like you, Haynes, uh, Chris Haynes, um, Mark Spears, and David Aldridge definitely have all like inspired me. And I respect the most because uh, as black people, you know, you got to get painted in a different way. Um, and, and and put down in many ways so it's good to have you guys definitely as um uh guards i would say in in the uh, industry for no, sure i appreciate it I mean, it's, it's just about diversity it's not to say that a white person or asian person or mexican person can't write the story right but in order mm -hmm. to write that story it's just like it's like when you're asking police to police an area that they've never been in their life like they're policing people yeah. or individuals that they they never grew up around a black person. They never grew up around masculine. So they don't know the language. They don't know like a, a certain expression that we may make that's natural to us. They may see it as offensive. They may see it as aggressive. And so that's all. That's the same way we talk to the media, you know, uh, um, just different ways of coming up and being raised and different thought. This is my story. This other story I was going to get to. It's kind of funny, but it's kind of hitting on this note. So, I mean, we're in Cleveland. and I'm Greatest city in the world. What's that? I said greatest oh, city no, in the world. No. Okay. Oh, no. I'll, no. I'll, leave, I'll leave you to that. Okay. So, we're, <laughs> I'm covering the Cavs. And it's me, Joe Varden, you know, you know Joe Varden, and, and Jason Lloyd. Can I just say one thing Go real ahead. quick? That Joe's, fir for Joe's first night covering the Cavs, he tweeted – and I like Joe. I like Joe. He does great. His Joe's progression as a, as a basketball writer is pretty incredible. To, to what he does at the leg, he tweeted, "Someone on the Pelicans had 26 points. Who could have seen this coming? Uh, it was uh, Ryan Anderson. He 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 was he was like so surprised that Ryan Anderson dropped 26 <laughs> points on the Cavs. It wasn't the first night. It was one, and everybody was just like, yeah, NBA players dropped 26 points. In the Ryan game. Anderson like, bucket." Yeah, walking, walking bucket as they say. Joe Varden, man, I love that dude, man. I love that. We both we both came in Cleveland at the same time. Both came, he that's came from, you know, politics background. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. He didn't come from an NBA yeah. background, so it was, yeah. you know, he had to get and used so, to yeah, it. So, yeah, you got to used to it. You can tell by the way he asks his questions, man. He's hard-hitting. I love Joe. That's my dude. But we were in, we were in Toronto at the time. And so okay. Jason Lloyd is driving. Joe Varden is in the pastor seat, and I'm in the back. We are late okay. to a Cleveland Cavaliers shoot-around, right? So we're late, and it's traffic. We're in Toronto. It's traffic back up. There is no way that we're going to get there in time. But this is a pretty big game. You know, Cavs and Raptors, like, we got to get there. Like, we're the yeah. three yeah. Cavs beat riders. How we're not going to be there? Eventual cat yeah. victory, I'm assuming. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that was the case. If, if it wasn't, it had to be during the regular season. It, had, it was a regular season game <laughs> if they just, lost. They didn't <laughs> lose to the Raptors in the playoffs. Yeah. So, Jason Lloyd, I don't know if he ever told this story, but I'm telling it. Jason Lloyd had this idea. Remember? Editor-in-chief of the Cleveland Athletic. Yeah, Fighters, just, that's, just that's my guy, Jason here. Lloyd. He had this idea. Something that just never would even cross my mind. Like, I can't think about it. We are backed up, bumper to bumper traffic. We are ways away from getting up. We're just not going to make it in time. He was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm driving along. This, what, what do you call that side area? 
like when you pull over Sidewalk? and it's just bumpy. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, like uh, like the, the media. Right? Yeah, put that there. Where's this yeah. bumpy? Like you know, when you pull over. Yeah. Uh, dude, yeah. he goes and drives on that side. We're just passing cars by, just shaking and bumping, right? Just shaking. Just passing cars. And cars looking over at us like, are they really just doing this? Like, they're stuck. And we're just going along, just going. And then me. And then, hold on. Just, just to say, like, you know, it goes all the way back to the march and the protests and how different ethnic groups handle things. Me, being this black dude in this car, I just duck. So I, I'm, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God. I, I was afraid I, you were going to say like, then. I duck in the back. I'm like, I can't believe they doing this shit. Like, they for real, we really going through all this bumper. Like, we and we made it all the way. We made it all the way, right? Jason Lloyd, Joe Bart, just standing up, just like driving, not doing nothing. So later on that day, I thought, like, I just thought to myself. I wasn't driving. Why the hell was I talking? <laughs> and subconsciously, I think this what I this is the realization I came with. I felt like, shoot, if anybody saw that it was a black dude in that car, they would have been like, you know what? Call the cop. Black dude is driving his car. Or black dude is in the car. He's probably organize, you know, orchestrating this whole thing, and you know, come get mm-hmm. you know. So I felt like, in order for us all to be safe that I had to be the one to duck, even though I wasn't driving. You know what I mean? So that's, that, that's just a little- even in, even, in <laughs> even in Canada. Even in Canada. Even in Canada where they're nicer, yeah. <laughs> even in, yeah. I, you, know, I, you know, that was my first time being in Canada, I think. So I, I didn't know how it worked over there. But no, it was that was just funny, man. But Jeez. we made the practice. We made it to that game on time. There you go. Hey. That's insane. Chris, <laughs> not, to, not to jump too many gears over, but you broke the Trey Young going to clutch uh, story uh, a few days ago, and when everybody, whenever anybody signs with Clutch, they say he's getting traded, going to the Lakers, whatever. How much are the notice of on notice that the Hawks need to be about Trey Young now, uh, going forward and kind of building that team? I think well, I don't think much of a notice at all. Like you know, Trey, Trey's going to step into his third year. Um, he's going to sign. You know, he's, if he keeps playing this way, he's going to get a max contract offer on his first extension. Guys don't turn down that first extension. So the Hawks have him for close to a decade, you know, under their watch. So there's there's no concern there. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, when I covered the Cavs, when I covered, when I first started covering the Cavs, Rich Paul had just, Rich Paul had just, he was not too far along from starting his, like he had started his, his company. Yeah. But it was uh, – yeah, maybe he was a year in, maybe a little over that, but not much more than that. And um, 2014, 2004, right? yeah, or, that's, that's yeah, 2014. That's the year yeah. I went. Yeah. That's yeah. the year I went to Cleveland. Yeah, no, that's that's when LeBron. Okay, and so it's just it's funny to see like whatever guy signed over there, like just to see the reaction now, because uh, I remember <laughs> there it's crazy. I remember the re- it, it, our reaction was nothing like that before. You know, earlier when it started. <laughs> Well, you got to think when it was before, it was more of a Cleveland thing, I think, and people were very split on the Tristan Thompson contract mm. and, and the money he was going to get, Chris. And it wasn't; it hadn't expanded to the ads and the Ben Simmons, and so well, his like, first, I think that yeah, you, you're right. It was the Cleveland connection at that time, but 
the first yes. major deal was actually, and LeBron kind of had something to do with not something to do with it. He said something. It was the Eric Bledsoe extension in Phoenix. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Was, and, and and Braun said he should be a max yeah. player, and then he got yeah. the max and deal. Bron, you know, Braun don't have no say. You know, you know, he doesn't. He doesn't. People don't believe the common fan does not believe that Braun doesn't like, have how, a say. How LeBron is going to tell the Phoenix over to break break bread? Like, you know, come <laughs> on. How how is that going? Like, he doesn't have that much power. Now, if he, if he was a Cavalier, then yes. But that was actually the first one. But people actually gave LeBron yeah. credit for tweeting out yeah. something. It was like, oh, LeBron tweeted out something. So, um, Sarver had to had to pay pay blessing. Yeah. So, but no, you're right. It was like the stigma for a while was that you know they just use their Cleveland ties and the angle to to get to get that money. But they, they can't use it anymore because it's yeah, too it's spread out. Too yeah. many guys across it, it's yeah. too spread out across the league. Rich Paul, and this isn't just a Cleveland thing, but he gets so much hate for the 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 empire that he has built. We were talking about this. He's top three most powerful owners in sports. Scott Boris, Rosenhaus, Rich Paul, I would say, Chris. Now I want to make you look good. You said owner. You want to go back and say one of those top yeah. or, or agents, agents, right. top, top three agents. We top let that one agents. slide. We were gonna let that one slide. Yeah, top three, top three agents in sports: Rich Paul, Scott Boris, Drew Rosenhaus. Yeah, I think you can, you, you know, you can definitely make that case. He's um, he's in a short in a short period too. Like it, it's incredible to see what he's done. Um, you know, I think the I think the hate came from just the path that he took. It was unconventional. He didn't have a college degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, people looked at it as, you know, he's one of bronze boys. Like that's like that's never worked out before. You know what I mean? Like we've never seen a situation where a superstar player's friend steps into uh, handling the business affairs and then he goes on and exceeds and excel. We, we haven't seen that. And it's not just Rich. It's Maverick Carter in his own right as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it was just, you know, I think that's what happens when people aren't used to seeing something done in a certain fashion, certain fashion, you know, there's backlash initially, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredible to see how far he's come in such a short time. Uh, before we get you out of here, Zion made sure that we had to bring this up. There's Dame Lillard to the Knicks rumors, not calling them credible. <laughs> We're not saying that that, that happening, but what, uh, could that ever happen? I think. I think after Dame said the the Knicks comments uh, in his interview a few a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. Knicks fans are all you know excited about the possibility of trading for Dame. Yeah, he said there was a there was a there was a thought. He thought he might be traded to the Knicks. A few yes. Years back. Yes. Um, is that a possibility? I don't man, look. It's it's hard to say. Look, Dame is loyal, like super loyal to like family, friends, like. Once you're in his group, you're in his group. And he values mm-hmm. that. And I'm going to be honest. I think it would take – it probably will take the team saying, Dame, it's best that we part ways. Probably take the team to doing that more so than Dame going out and saying, I need to get out. Um, he's still playing at a high level, man. Um, mm-hmm. I actually like Shu. I'm – I'm interested in seeing what they're gonna do. I think they're one of the most intriguing teams out here. If they can get into yeah. that, that that get into the playoffs, shoot, because they're healthy now. Man. Besides, besides Rodney Hood, yeah, besides Rodney Hood, yeah, they they can they can sneak in and you know get that get that eighth seed. 
Well, Chris, we all know that we all know the NBA wants Zion in that AC. Do they? Yeah, oh, yes, they, they, they you see the schedule, schedule that the NBA came in. Yes, well, I see that. I see that. But look, I get that. But a much more riveting series is the Lakers and the Blazers. That's much more. Yeah, the Lakers yeah. Falcons games were entertaining. Ah, Chris, Zion, Zion was averaging thirty-two against oh, the Lakers. Y'all t- see y'all. I'm talking about the Blazers and New Orleans Pelicans. Y'all talking about Zion Williamson. I'm talking about who can actually have a yeah, no, the, the Lakers Zion Lakers Pelicans games were good games. Man, we're talking about the playoffs, man. It's the playoffs. I ain't talking about it, no it is the playoffs, Chris, though. Chris, look at all these storylines. You got Zion, LeBron. You got Zoe against the Lakers. You got Brandon Ingram against the Lakers. You got AD against the Pelicans. Chris, you work for TNT. That's not that's the, popping the popcorn NBA, right there. The NBA <laughs> handed the Pelicans the playoff spot on a silver platter. Oh, you, all right, that schedule is a fucking joke. Okay. A goddamn joke. I agree with you with that. I agree with you. All, all I'm arguing is I think it'll be a much more comp- – when I say compelling series, you're talking about storyline. I'm talking about the actual I, product I, on I, the floor. I feel you. I feel you. I'm talking about the actual product That's on fair. the floor. I think, man, the Blazers are dangerous. If they can get in, man. like the Lakers, we – I don't know. We don't know if the Lakers are going to come in with that momentum they had, you know, season Like, shoot, Dame ain't no joke. Y'all better, y'all better. Yes, I would say, I would, I would, I would say two. that. I think you'd have a better chance of having a more elongated seven-game series with the Blazers than you would with the Pelicans. But the Pelicans, for a ton of reasons, that shop just named, it would be a much more intriguing. I will argue with that. I get, I, we, we, we agree on that. That's fine. <laughs> That's fair. All right, so let's end. Let's end on that. Well, Chris, real quick, before we get you out of here, who's the next big NBA star to get traded? In the not immediately, but the next one. Who gets asking this in your aggregated in your opinion? Yeah, Yeah, expect this to show up on please make a headline. It'll probably have to be. I haven't heard anything concrete. I gotta put this, I gotta put this out. Get that in there. Get that (laughs) in there. Hey, so when y'all add this clip, put this in there. (laughs) Aggregators, aggregators. This is not concrete. Yeah. He hasn't heard anything. But if there's any player that fits that bill of what you're talking about, it'll probably have to be Devin Booker. Well, well, Devin the Devin to the Knicks, right? Nah, that, that, nah, the other side it. of the Dame rumors was Devin Booker to the Knicks rumors. Yes, so okay, not happening. Knicks can't get nobody, bro. It's not happening. All right, accurate as a Knicks fan, accurate. On that note, huge shout out to Chris Haynes for joining us. Chris, be safe down in Orlando. Uh, you're gonna do some great work. We can't wait to read about it and see you on TV. Y'all, hey, y'all be safe, man. Hey, stay you, safe. You stay safe, safe too. Yeah, Chris, Chris, <laughs> you stay you safe. <laughs> y'all take care. Guys, another really fun pod. We got away from basketball a little bit. We had, you know, Victor Cruz on, talk some football. Trevor Bauer talks some baseball. We got back to our NBA, our NBA uh, roots. Expertise. Our, bre- with, our uh, bread and butter. Our bread and butter. Our expertise. Even though I am the football guy. So whenever we talk football, it is expertise. But – it was fun to talk some hoops. You mean the, the way the way you the way you talk schemes and route running with with uh, Victor Cruz? <laughs> yeah, based on your oh, Madden expertise. <laughs> yes. you know, yeah, Madden, Madden knowledge. <laughs> you guys are acting like I wouldn't. I, I for the Cleveland Browns still have not revealed oh, who won that he thing. Said the, uh, it's no, an Jesus end Christ! We're we done almost here. got through an entire pod the without the Browns. They they have we're not finished. they have not revealed who has won. Listen, the, you, you didn't have they have not the revealed who won the, the charity raffle for who gets to be the offensive coordinator for 15 Listen, plays in the news, preseason. Newsflash, pal. Nobody cares. We don't care. I care. He I had care. to mess in the Browns. He had to mess yeah. in the Browns. Every episode. so close to getting away with the podcast. You mentioned the goddamn Browns. Up, man.
One more plug. Go to yeah. Complex Sports and check out our top 30 all-time NBA rankings. It's blowing up the Twitter sphere, the interwebs, whatever goddamn terminology you want to use for the internet. Um, and again, read it and then flame Kenny, who's not on Twitter, as best you Ken, see fit. Kenny's on Twitter. Is he? Kenny's on Twitter. Oh, Kenny, yeah, I think he is. You're right. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's got a million so followers. So mention, yes. Go, yeah, Hit up go, Kenny go. for his, for his egregious yeah. takes on our top 10 list. We, we love you, Kenny. Uh, thank you for coming on. Big shout out to Chris Haynes again. Again, subscribe to the podcast. Listen, rate, review. Give us those five stars. Again, shout out to Apple Podcasts. We're still new and noteworthy. We really appreciate that. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening each and every week. Again, June was our biggest month ever. May was our biggest month ever before that. It continues to grow. We couldn't do it without you guys. Until next time, we'll see you later. Special thanks to our producer, Josh Dodd, our associate producer and sound engineer, Jasmine Plata, our production manager, Chancel Correa, our talent booker, Shanice Kelman, who gets us all our great guests, our director of talent relations, Kristen Price-Harrell, who also gets us the great guests, our senior director of operations, Jen Stewart. Shout out to the main man in charge, our GM, Donnie Kwok. This is a production of Complex Networks. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.